Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review. If you're out and about, stay the fuck home. <laughs> this is my first intro I'm taping while, you know, I'm trapped in New York. Okay, I live in New York City and we're on fucking shutdown. And I just, my PSA to everyone is stay the fuck home. The sooner everyone stays home, the sooner we could all get out, okay? It really is uh, a bad situation, <laughs> a bad situation. It took me a little bit, probably like a, over a week for me to figure out my schedule being stuck inside and figure out how to still do my show. But there's no way I'm missing or ending my show or not posting, you know, s- sending out my uh, episodes every Sunday. I ha- might have a, uh, I taped an episode about coronavirus with my friend. I mean, us just chatting about it. Just because I was just like, you know, there's like this big fat elephant in the room. And if I don't really talk about it on, on some level, it'd be weird. Uh, but I don't want my show to be about that. Right. Because people that listen to my show don't listen to me talk want because they want me to hear my opinions about shit. You know, you talk to you listen to my show because you want to hear me talking to people about their lives and the interesting stuff that they do. And I'm going to stick to that. I promise. So if I do send out my stupid coronavirus conversation. I'll do it like as a bonus episode during the week, but I probably won't. (laughs) But anyway, but I do want to say, stay the fuck home. Take this shit seriously. I live like, I think I got sick with it already. I was deathly ill in the beginning of January. A lot of people that were trying to to tape episodes with me at the time probably thought I was lying when I was like, I can't tape. I'm still coughing. I mean, I had a dry cough and fever and chills for over a week. The cough lasted like three weeks. I was never as ill as I was at that time. Like I said, I believe I already had it, but you know, and it's not good. I think it's been here for a long time, but the only way we're going to stop it is to stay the fuck home. Everyone stay inside so we could get the fuck out. There's nothing worse than being a single mom with a four-year-old stuck in a house all by herself. So we all have a bad, right? Uh, but if we could do it, the sooner we do it, the sooner we could get out. So and and help people because I mean I live right next to NYU Hospital. I have a lot of doctors that live in my uh, building, and I feel for them. They really are putting their lives at risk and working overtime and doing things that they 
probably never thought that they'd be doing. So anyway, stay the fuck inside. That's my PSA. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, but now back to my show. <laughs> Today I have a guy named Sam. Sam's been on my show a lot. I forgot to air his episode. He taped an update episode with me a long time ago. Sam was by gender when I spoke with him all the other times, but now he's transgender. That's what he... Uh, that's how he labels himself now or sees himself. What would be the right word? <laughs> Struggling. But anyway, you know, that's uh, what he would call himself now as transgender. And we talk all about that. We talk about, you know, why he thinks he's transgender now. We talk about his dating life, uh, who he dates, how that's working out. He's like into some fetish that we talk about. We talk about the kinks that he's into and the fetish that he got into and how he feels that's stopping him from dating. But mostly we just talk about like where he's at right now because I've spoken to him a bunch of times before. It really is interesting to hear his journey. Like I said, this was a guy that was by gender in the closet about everything in his life. Very set out from the world like he was he was very closed off and you know so many episodes and years later here he is he's out uh everyone knows what his deal is and he's looking to date and he has more people in his life and he's really come out of his shell so it's really interesting to hear you know this chapter of his life right the other ones if you want to hear it you could go back i'll put the episode numbers in the description of the uh, episode here. But anyway, you could hear this chapter now and you could always go back if you want. I always read books when I was little. I always loved reading books from backwards to forwards or even like news articles. I'd read the like ending and be like, oh, that's interesting. What happened right before this? And then when, and I'd read them like back to front. So, you know, it's not a bad way to do things sometimes. So if you hear this episode and you want to know, you know, where he came from and how he was two years ago, go back and listen because it's really interesting. He's come a long way. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Sam. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Sam, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You've been on a lot on my show, right? I was thinking this was the third time, but when I went and looked back, it's like the fourth time, right? Because I think you've done some update shows at the end of the year, right? Uh, yes. I'm um, not sure how many times it is, but it's either three or four. Yeah, and I love these kinds of stories. I have a couple of people that call have called up, you know, it's, at different times in their story, right? And I mean, that's like real life. I feel like a lot of times people get stuck in like exactly where they are thinking that that's forever, you know? And I'm always like, life is kind of mm -hmm. like a book. There's different chapters, right? And it's never the end. Most of the time people are flipping out and they're only in the beginning, in the middle of their book. You know what I mean? There's like so many different changes sure. and things that are going to come and happen that you just don't know about, right? So there's always hope that things will get better and things will change. And that's just a fact of life, right? So you started out, if people want to go back and listen to your episodes. The last time you were on was about a year ago, right? Uh, yeah. And you had come out, you're a bi-gender guy, right? right? And would you call yourself a bi-gender guy? I don't know. Like I actually call, call myself a transgender woman. A transgender so, woman. Yeah, I, I've, I've evolved. 
basically. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about. You've been your episodes. I just want to give people your episodes are 144, 147 Mm -hmm. and 246. And now this one. Okay. So you have evolved. The last time was a big episode too, because you know, you were a guy, you were, you, you called yourself bi-gender at that time and you were very in the closet with your stuff. Nobody knew. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that stuck out to me a lot and we talked about it a lot was how sort of distance you had to keep yourself from people because of this big secret. Right. And so you were kind of like flying solo and pretty alone with this secret. And you made huge steps in your life by coming out of the closet, like to your family, to people. I think Mm -hmm. you didn't you do it on like Facebook or something crazy. Like, (laughs) right. Is that how you came out? Yeah. Basically I sent an instant message on Facebook to three of my family members where I linked up my other Facebook page. Right. So you, you sort of like hand it over to them on a silver platter in your your in on Facebook. Uh, they took it really oh, well yeah. and were very supportive, which I thought was like really mm-hmm. wonderful. Right now, you have come out even more. Right. And now you're changing. Like I said, your you just said your ter- the terminology of what of who you are. Right. Yeah. You're transgender. So what's happened since in this past year? I mean, basically, I'm, I'm living as a woman. A transgender woman everywhere but work. It's oh. the only place I haven't yet. Right. So, and how long you been at your job for? Um, I think the current job probably since 2007. Well, let me ask but you this. I when do, you... When you did the post, though, on Facebook, it was like a private message that you sent, right? It wasn't like a public one where everyone could see? Right. It was It was a private, it's a messenger to my three family members who I knew basically would tell the whole family. So right. it, was my kind of, it was kind of my using them to gossip about me yeah. to tell everybody so I didn't have to do that. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and also it was the three family members that were more, more important than me anyway, so... But let me ask you but, this, though, because you say you keep it a secret at work. Does anyone at work know, since you're pretty out yeah. to a lot of people, like, so people at yeah, your job, right, are, that's what I was figuring. People at work know, it's just, I don't, I don't dress, I kind of started dressing in drama, in drama at work. Okay. And then I'm dressing more girly, you know, girly, womanly, whatever you want to call it, outside of work. Right. So at work, you've changed your dress, but it's more like you've changed it to be sort of not here nor there. So people can't figure it out. Right. Kind of a mixture of it. It, It's not so much people can't figure it out. It's more of a safety thing. Mm hmm. Uh, Because I work overnight and I go out in the middle of night to things and and stuff like that. And it's just a safety thing, really. Right. That you don't want to put on the, the girl clothes. Right. I mean, I wear girls' jeans, I wear boots, and that sort of thing, or thing. But I'm not fully. I don't. I don't have. Although I did get my, I did get my hair done at one point, so I had long hair, um, long braids, and then. But um, it's more of a, you know, it's, it's more of a safety thing. It's more of a. I work with people who won't. Uh, I work with some people that probably will never get get it and never understand it. So it's kind of like a, I just don't want to deal with you. Totally. Uh huh. Well, that's smart. So for eight hours out of the day, I'll just deal with this. You know, this way. 
Right. But let me ask you this, because you've mentioned this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you mentioned this in your email. So I know is that like you were saying, because of all these changes and you're at this like major crossroads in your life, like you feel like you've outgrown this job as well. Right. So like maybe this isn't going to be in your future soon anyway. So what would be the point really? Um, True. I mean, I don't, it's not the the physical part of doing the job. I still love it. I outgrow the place that I'm working at. Yeah, of course, because you've changed. Mm-hmm. Right? I change, and there's a lot of other stuff with the job that I'm not going to go into that doesn't have to do with my gender, and it just has to do with culture and other things uh-huh. that, I'm just, that I'm just tired of. <laughs> right, because you've changed. So, Obviously, you put yeah. up with it before. It was probably the same. I get that. I think when you grow and change, it's why sometimes people leave relationships or jobs or whatever because you change as a person, and then whatever you're sort of was we're dealing with or okay with becomes not okay right and that's just the normal process of life that's why i don't think it's bad when people leave things and other people kind of sometimes think it's terrible but like that's that's just a part of a part of it and that's normal you know um so when did you change the fact of being bi gender to transgender like how how is it i know you use a different word but how does that happen physically did you get an operation or no operations yet. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it was probably right after our last our last uh, session. Okay. Whatever we call this thing. Where I found a group of um, transgender people that I started going to a support group. And I just said, you know, so this is who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you put yourself out there with even more people. Yeah, and it's, it's like either stop, either accept us who you are or stop, or just stop living like this, you know? Right, but for you, like, it wasn't an option to stop, right? I mean, you've been moving forward no, into me, it me, as opposed to away from it. Right. Yeah, well, living like it's being like being in the closet, hiding, hiding yeah. yourself. And, and a lot of it, you know, is also, I'm African-American, so, you know... Part of it too is the only time you ever see transgender, you know, or trans African American people on TV or in the media is we're being killed. Right. So it's like, okay, I need to be out there showing that that's not all we are. I need to be out there to show people, you know, po- you know, positive side of us. Right. Totally. Listen, it takes major balls just to come out in general. The fact that you did to your family, you know, a lot of people would just go on living a double life. You know, it's it's uh, very risky to put yourself out there in that scenario mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons, right? And like you just mentioned, just for safety reasons, even just because, and also just for the fact that people are judgmental and and how people sort of take things. So I think mm-hmm. it's super ballsy to do it and to have that happen and major in your life, you know, and great for you. I'm sure it's like weight, a weight has been lifted off your shoulder every time you come out more and more, right? Yeah, but it, it, the weight comes off your shoulder, but then the, another weight comes on your shoulder because it becomes a, okay, what do I need to do? What, Where am I going with my transition? You know, all that stuff just comes to my mind. You know, where am I supposed to be right now? Um, 
that sort of thing. Yeah, but that's listen, you wouldn't even you would it's like I think you take one weight off and there's another one, but it's it's got to be mm-hmm. loosening up. It's got to be like lessening the weight, right? I mean, you know, you have all these things and these are a part of the process. Uh, but you're going sure. pretty fast. I mean, how many years later? We spoke probably like 3 years ago. And, uh, and, and now you're at a place where you know who you are. I think that that's a part of it, you know, trying to figure out what is your label? Who are, are you bi gender? Are you transgender? I think it's great that you now know which group you fit into. Right. And then you could take those steps to, you know, move more in that direction. Are you planning on doing surgery? I would like to get my boobs done. Right. And that's a whole fascinating story. If people don't go back to your earlier episodes, you were like a young kid who had something happen to you where you grew breasts, right? Yes. And had them removed because Mm -hmm. you were a male child, right? Growing breasts and they were removed. And how crazy is it that so many years later, you would have wanted those boobs, right? Like in a weird way, like it's like, it's almost like your body was doing what it was. Your body had the knowledge of who you were, right? But you hadn't caught up to it yet, right? So you've been always holding off on that breast surgery and now you're feeling like you want to do it? Yeah, I mean, what what holds me off on it is uh, it's surgery, so you start thinking about what could go wrong, that sort of thing, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest thing that falls off for me for that. Um, you know, it used to be, I would feel like I'm put, um, letting down people, my family, people, my friends, and stuff. Uh huh. Um, and that's something we all go through <laughs> in this process, but I'm not. I still feel that way, but I'm ignoring it because it's like, okay, that's just your, you know, that's just what you learned <clears throat> as a kid and yeah. what you learn over the years. You're, you're, yeah, what society programs you. So you gotta like, okay, that's not true. You know? Yeah, and guilt is a delusional and, feeling. I mean, it's like you're feeling guilty for what? I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life. They'll think about it for maybe longer than 10 minutes because they're your family and then they're going to do their life too. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. you can't worry about that. And it's smart to ignore it. We're all human beings, so we're going to have those thoughts, but those are the ones you have to push through and just like you said, ignore it and keep moving forward. Right. But yeah, I mean, it, you gotta, you know, at the end of the day, are you gonna lose friends? Yeah. Are you gonna lose people in your life? Yeah. But you know, something I gained about a bunch of friends now. I have a little small group of friends that are awesome. And if you lose a friend, you have to look at it as well. Were they really your friend? Right. And maybe it's not even a loss. It's just a change. You know, I feel like as a like I became a mom and before I was a mom, I was like a single person and had all these friends that were single living in New York. And that was like a whole group of people. And then when I became a mom, I lost a lot of those friends because our my life was so different. Right. But then and it took a while for me to make mom friends, you know, but now I have a whole new set of friends because I'm a mom and it's different, you know, and it's just like. It's not like, I think it's not even just a loss. It's like a change, right? Right. And some people won't fit in with that just because, you know, you're different and they've stayed the same or they've just gone in different directions. And I I just think that sometimes it's not necessarily a terrible thing, you know, because look, you've been, 
you've had yourself like you've lost something but gained you've gained new friends and that had to be that had to happen yeah it does i mean it's hard and you know we're social animals um so being rejected socially by other people or stuff like that does hurt it does hurt everybody but you kind of it's you gotta kind of put it on them you know so if they can't accept you for who you are why try to be around them and not only that sam i'm sorry but you were a very alone closed off person when i first spoke with you years ago so Mm -hmm. i don't know what kind of friends you had then or what kind of relationships you had i think you probably have much more fulfilling relationships that make you feel fulfilled now because you're being really who you are and you're probably not closed off like you used to be Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Mm-hmm. Is that c- yeah, true? true? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, um, I mean, I had a couple of friends that knew everything. I had a couple. I had one friend that we, we actually dated at one time, which was it's funny. But we, became, I came out to her, we became friends, and I tell her everything. She knows what I've done sexually and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a whole other issue. But um, yeah, I have a couple of friends like that. But for the most part, a lot of my friends that I did knew a part of me. Right. And even your family, though, you were you're very close off to your family. I just and then like I remember your sister, right, who you were like, she really accepted. And last we spoke, I remember her saying you saying that she wanted to go to meetings with you to really understand. And she was like super supportive. So like, how's that relationship with your sister now? Yeah, I screwed that up. How come? (laughs) Because I guess I wasn't ready for her to go to a meeting with me, so and now she moved. She moved away, so it's like she, you know. So I should have took her to a meeting, but I just couldn't. You weren't ready. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that was the close. Like that was the closed off part of you. That I think it's, and I get that you'd be closed off because you were keeping people at bay because you didn't want people to really know who you were, right? But that's like a process, and it's it it happens Mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, it's also a, you know, if you, it's also the mentality that if they don't know, they can't hurt me with it. Of course. Yeah, that's the reason why you would do it, of course. But the more you mm-hmm. sort of tell people and open, I mean, you know, when you go into those groups and people are transgender and they are, they're accepting of you, that must be, uh, you know, uh, a really safe place to be. Yes. Right. And now, so let's get back to the operation now. So you want to get breasts, right? What about like the full surgery? Like, would you ever 
get the full surgery? Like, what is that even called? Is there a term for that kind of surgery? Oh, uh, the bottom bottom surgery is like kind of the slang term, I guess you, people call it. What do they call uh, it? I forgot the medical sur- bottom surgery. Bottom surgery. Yeah. Okay. The right. Lower. Yeah. But um, I forgot what the medical term of it. But yeah. you know, I don't want to get that. Let me tell you, I had on a guy on this show once. He was the father of a a girl who did um or of a boy who turned into a girl, I think it was. And um, he was telling me, because he did a lot of research, that that surgery could really mess up your sort of ability to Mm -hmm. orgasm, right? Um, And a lot of people don't know it. So it's just like, you you really want to be careful with that, right? So I think it's a smart thing not to do it. Because like, you know, I don't know, maybe some people's urge to have that really change and see in the mirror, you know, the the right sex, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, the plus the thing of um, it's called dysphoria, and so we were, you know, having um, major dysphoria where they're looking in the mirror and they're still seeing a male, right? Or they're still mm-hmm. seeing a female, yeah. And they have to, and then they part of it, they have to go do it. It's not right. even a option for them. It's like the only way they're going to get peace. They have to go do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have yeah. that, right? No, because I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of like, my feeling is I'm a chick with a penis. Uh-huh. <laughs> chicks with dicks. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, chicks with a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. And my problem is, you know, and this is why hormones for me going on hormone therapy. Yeah. It's kind of like a non-starter, but, you know, because I want it to work. Right. And it doesn't um, with hormone therapy? It'll diminish, yeah. You're, you're, first of all, um, you go on homotherapy as male or female, you'll go sterile. Uh-huh. Um, and you won't get hard-ons like, you know, you, know you, can, you won't get really strong hard-ons anymore. You'll get like, for some, and it happens from different people to different people. Yeah, yeah. With some people I talked to, I said, you'll get hard, but it's kind of like a soft hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, like, penetration, probably you won't be able to penetrate a woman. Right. Or a guy, a guy that way or whatever. And that's not what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's why the hormone part is something that I'm not looking... I've looked into just to, just to get my own information, but I'm not going that route, really, because of that. Because if I'm keeping it, you want it to work. And then I want it to work. Yeah. Now remind me and all my listeners, tell them about like who you date, who you have sex with. Like, are you in a relationship now? No, I'm not. Okay. But who do you prefer to have sex with, men or women or both? Um, both. Um, but I prefer to date women. You prefer to date women, right? Now, right. have you, since we last spoke, been able to meet a woman as a transgender person? Would I say transgender person? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to meet yeah, a woman I, and be honest about who you are and have a re- any kind of relationship, even if it was for a month? Yeah, it was basically for a month, and that was a whole other thing because I'm also in the kink um, world. And I've gone, I've uh, basically come out and done more things in the kink world too. Like what? Um, 
I go to meetups and I go to parties and that sort of thing. Um, I'm into electro play. Electro play. I feel like I had a guy yeah. on once with uh, the the ones where you put all those things on and they send different no. vibrations. No. No, it's uh, it's a wand. It's called a violet wand. Okay. And it's a it's a glass wand. I think they use it for dermatology, uh-huh. but you can also shock people with it. Uh huh. So that's what I'm into. You yeah. like to be shocked, or you like to shock yeah. people? I like being shocked. Yeah. While you're having sex, or just like you're jerking off and they're shocked. Like, how does it turn into like a sexual kink? Like, what what do you do with the shocking? Like, how- um, I've only done it once, mm-hmm. and pretty much I was laying on the table, and the person that I trust, yeah, that I trust to do it because it's like major trust, and that's probably what attracts me to the kink um, community because a lot of the trust involved. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm laying down and she's, you know, showing me different things and different tools and shocking me and stuff. I wasn't jerking off, but, but you know, did I get hard? Yeah. Right. So it's like <laughs> foreplay. So wait, how did that affect your relationship? You, like you just feel like you couldn't bring that in, like the girl wouldn't accept you, the one you were dating? Well, the girl that I dated, I met through the kink, through the teaching. Okay. Okay. But she had her own issues and stuff, and she was also poly. Mm-hmm. And it, I kind of ended up being the fourth person in a three-person relationship. Oh, right. So it was just too too many so cooks in the, the kitchen. Yeah, that's going to work. And what I learned is that, you know, poly relationship is not a deal breaker for me, but I can't be the... Uh, at least in this part of my uh, this part of my life, I can't be the the, the fourth or the fifth person in the relationship. Right? Maybe you could be the main person and then let that person right. go get other people, but you can't be that low on the totem pole. <laughs> no. Right. I get no, that. I and I guess part of that also is that yeah, am I going to find a girl and be with a girl? Yeah, I'm still going to play with guys. I'm still going to want to have you know you know sex with guys. It's Was just, she okay with it? Yeah. The girl you dated. Uh, yeah. Right. So she was okay but with it, the guys. It, she was okay with you being transgender. Time, yeah. Yeah. Well, she met me as transgender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she asked me out. Uh-huh. And um, it was, you know, when it came down to it, and that's what I was psychoanalyzing her, her, her version of the cake was everybody served her. Right. She was like a dom. She wasn't a dumb, but she wanted all the attention. Right. Okay. Well, she did have four boyfriends, (laughs) girlfriends, whatever. Well, boyfriends, yeah. She was bi, too. Yeah. And a lot of times when we were together, the other two, the the main one, the two main ones, one was a master, one was her boyfriend, and one she semi lived with, and the other one lived all the way in the another state. Yeah. Um, they seen every time we were together, she was on the phone with one of them, texted one of them, and became like I wasn't there, and that's why it kind of just didn't work out. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe if you were like into humiliation, that would have worked. <laughs> you know, you like kind of um, like be, some people might be into being treated like shit or like that's the cuckolding thing. Like somebody might sort of like that position or prefer it or get turned on by that, you know, but it wasn't your thing. I think maybe that. No. Right. It's not I mean, for you. Yeah. Like the dominant submission part of BDSM um, and that sort of thing, that's not me. It's, right. it's kind of weird. I'm like, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I've gone into this world. Yeah. And my likes are kind of a minority in that world. So it's like, really? I'm a minority everywhere. Yeah, I know. Like we could we could think those things about ourselves, but like I feel like I'm joking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, it. what other kinks besides the electro? What is it called? The electrodes kink? Is there anything yeah. else that you've yeah. gone into? Um, spanking and slapping and stuff. That's not a no for me. But I've done it. I did it to her. Yeah. Um, I like doing it regularly. Like I to you know. Of her ass, so you know, I'm like, okay, cool, <laughs> right? But why would why uh, would having these kinks of like be a problem with your dating life? Because I feel like that's how this conversation started about the kinks that you're into. Because you were saying like, oh, I I date, but now I'm into this kink thing, and I felt like you were. It seemed like you oh, were no. saying it's a problem. I think it would be helpful, right? No, it's not a problem. It's right? Not a problem at all. Oh, okay. Um, you know, my sexuality is. Um, not a problem. It's actually it's it's more. I used to think it's a problem, but now it's like okay, this is what I am today, and you have to accept it. Yeah, not only yeah. that, I think you're going to find a lot more people who are open-minded and into who exactly who you are in that world, as opposed mm-hmm. to not in that world. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. To find a woman who is into a transgender guy who likes all these sort of kinky things that is open, that still wants to be with men and have an open relationship, you know, is going to be another mm-hmm. person that's into kinky things themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my my thing is because uh, my other ex that I tell everything to now, I've actually said to her, I said, you know, I'm never going to have the quote-unquote normal relationship. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, because I... Sexually, I want to have the relationship and have the. It's all about the connection. I want the relationship, I want the connection, I want that person. But I do want to go into a room with five guys and perform in front of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but maybe you don't know? you think like? Let me ask you this: Were you? Did you let your freak flag fly with all this sexual kink stuff like previously, or is this all new to you? Previ- uh, previously. You, you, um, I was actually playing around with guys before the whole gender thing. Right. So you've always been into this stuff. Cause I was going to say, maybe if you have your fill and go do it, then maybe you could be more, but maybe it's just who you are. But I really believe you could yeah. find somebody and have both. You could have that, you know, oh, yeah. live in that world um, and have a normal quote relationship. You just got to build that connection with somebody right in the other areas of your life, but also share that openness with, when it comes to sex mm-hmm. with each other as well, right? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Right, because, you know, I'm not going to expect her to, you know, sit there and be at home and not play around and do things. I'm going to encourage her too. Yeah, you know, I want her to play. I want her to experience stuff. I want her, you know. Right. You know, if I'm playing around with other people, she's going to be able to. Yeah, for sure. But you would like, where do you stand now as far as relationships? Are you looking for somebody? Are you still dating? Do you care? 
Are you more interested um, in figuring your own shit out? I'm looking for somebody. I mean, I'm always looking for somebody, but, you know, like I said, I'm also trying to figure all this other shit out. Right. Um, you know, I'm not as lonely and desperate as I was back uh-huh. when we were talking before. Yeah. Um, so now I'm kind of like, you know, she's out there and I'll find her. Yeah, that's great. But right but now. You're finding yourself. But right now I'm finding myself and, yeah, I am, and I'm having my little fun, too. Yeah, what have you been doing for fun? Oh, funny you should ask that, because, uh, yes, yeah, last night I went out to a theater, a film theater. Uh-huh. Um, and blew one guy and got blown by another guy. <laughs> so you go to a theater, it's in, like, your local area, do you go? Um, it's close by me, it's not, it's not locally, locally near me. Right, right, right. And you go mm-hmm. in, and so you got blown by one guy, and you had sex with another guy. Well, yeah, basically blew one guy, and this other guy blew me, basically. Oh, okay. And where does this happen? Did it happen in the room while you were like, like, how does it all go down? I mean, are there tons of guys in there, and you pick the one, or there were there only three um, guys in, and you all fooled around with each other? I mean, just walk me through it, the scene. Depend depends on the day. Depends on what's going on. Depends on who you meet and how you want to play it. It, it. it goes anywhere from you actually meet somebody and up talking to them because it's, it's not so much a theater like a movie theater. Yeah. It's just a room with a bunch of couches and cord playing, whatever, but it's kind of like a social thing more. Uh-huh. Than, it's, than an actual theater theater, but they call it a theater. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, That's like, good to know because you know, I was picturing like a movie theater, <laughs> but it's not. Well, there's, there, those, those exist too. Okay, but the place where you go to, there's like couches and everything. There's porn playing, yes. and everybody's in there. Right, and I'm and I'm really going to hang out. I'm not really going to, you know, I'm not sitting there saying, okay, I'm going. I'm going to find a guy and do a guy that night. No, it's kind of like I'm going to hang out. If something happens, great. If nothing happens, I'll just hang out because because there's a group of us that hang out there that we've got to know each other, and it's. Yeah. Listen, it's like a bar, right? Not everyone goes there just to have a drink. Like they go there, socialize, and then they have drinks while they're there, right? And it becomes that kind of a yeah. thing. So this is like your yeah. cheers. <laughs> so everybody, you all know each other. Um, I know a small group there. I don't know everybody that goes there. I mean, you, you see the same people there. Yeah. But, you know, there's some people that just go there, and that's what they go there for. They go there to have nominous gay sex in a dark room. Yeah. So they have different rooms, some are more lighter nose, and they have one that's just basically dark. You can't see anything in there, and they're all in there. And it's all like, okay, so you're all hiding the fact that you're, that you're bi or gay. Totally. From even, from even yourself. Okay, fine. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I have some friends that go there and stuff, and we're just, you know, a lot of times, there's a lot of nights, I'll just sit there and hang out all night and just talking. Right, and you like that too, but so sometimes, a lot of times yeah. you go when you just talk, but last night you didn't just talk. So like you go into the room and then did you blow a guy that you knew or was it somebody new? Like how did it, how does it go down? Um, it's a guy that I've seen there before, but I've never played with. Uh-huh. Um, and well, the guy at Blue came there with his, um, I guess, wife. Uh-huh. Um, although she was kind of young, maybe, you know, I don't know. But, um, so what ended up happening is I'm blowing him and, this, and his wife is blowing this other guy. Right. And then when he's ready to come, he 
you know, went over to her and she she finished him off. Right. Okay. And then does he blow you or there was another guy that blew you, right? No, a different guy blew me. Yeah. That was later in the night. Right. And that was, it was getting late at night. So I just went to one of the theaters and sat back and pulled it out. I was playing with myself and just walked up and finished you off. Yeah. Right. Now, are you a top or a bottom? I forget. Um, more of a top, but I, that's interesting. But see, there's a, I don't know, because that whole thing is, yeah, yeah, I'm probably more of a top, but I do go down the high. So it's like, for some people, it'd be like, well, you're kind of a bottom in that regard. I'm like, I just really don't think of what it is. So so I like to do what I like to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. Why? That's normally like if you're a top, you don't like to a dick in your mouth. I don't know. Some people have that black and white definition of it. Yeah, I didn't know that. I got to start asking people now that question. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I learned a lot of tops and bottoms. I never realized that it's like very, you know, there's more tops than bottoms, right? In your world. I um, would think because you're a girl, like you're a transgender female that you would be a bottom right because that would be yep. like the female position yet you like to be the top when it comes to a man you know so i don't know that was like a, interesting to me yeah. right no it's it's kind of like a i guess it's a little fed in me right um in that regard because mm-hmm. um, my whole my whole thing with my cake lifestyle is that you know when they talk about submission like i'm never going to submit to somebody in fact I've realized that if somebody tries to try to dominate me, basically, yeah. I'm going to do the opposite just to spite them. Right, you're rebellious. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. So doesn't work for that's you. Why I'm like, okay, yeah. So that's Are you why an I'm Aries? Like, yeah. Even the way you made the comment I'm about Aquarius. Okay, but you might have an Aries moon. Even the way you made the comment about the girl, like you being like fourth on the list, like no thanks. Right. It's it's that same part of your personality. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's part of my personality. I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, you're not into that. So you're not into mm-hmm. that with, like, with... And, with I had a, and I had a person that was interested and was, try, was trying to feel me out that way. Uh-huh. And we became friends. And But he was trying to feel me out that way because, you know, um, I'm a transgender woman or, or they, you know, he was looking at me as more as a cross-dresser at the time because he just tried to know me. Yeah. Because they figure, you know, a lot of a lot of kink, a lot of people in kink are course dressers, so they're like, "Oh, you must be course." I'm like, "No, I'm not." But and he kind of, you know, it's a stereotype, so he kind of started trying and looking at him like, "No, that's not going to work." Right. <laughs> you learn pretty quickly that okay, you're not into that. No. <laughs> right. But so let me ask you this: When you're with a woman. Do you feel like you are still like the dominant person or do you like to be because like in that relationship, are you also dominant because you're the man or are you but you're a woman with a woman, right? Yeah, I don't exist myself a man. Right. You're a woman with a man with a woman. So it's like um, I'm a woman who happens to be have a body that kind of wants to be both. <laughs> Right, right, right. But I mean, do you like to be the more dominant one when you're with a woman, or do you? Or... No, I see. I want relationship with a woman. I want to be equal. Okay. 
you know, I want to, we're equal in relationship. We're together. We're, 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 you know, anything that happens, anything that happens in life, it's us together. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I want that. Right. I don't want the, oh, I'm nominal for you, that whole dominant-submissive right. lifestyle. It's interesting for me to watch. And it's, you know, interesting for me to understand because I have, I ask a lot of questions. I want to understand how people get there. Yeah. Or how, you know, it's really interesting to me. But, that relationship? No. I want to be more of an equal. Right. And so your kinks, like that whole, like, sort of electrocuting yourself and all that stuff, does it have to be... Electrocuting is my kink. Yeah. Um, exhibitionism is my kink. Uh-huh. Um, girls peeing is my kink. Uh-huh. uh-huh. On you? This Anywhere? Right. I've actually... No, not on me. Right. Like peeing their pants, peeing their underwear. Oh, you like to see yeah. it. Right. Right. Okay. Not on me. No. Right. 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 I get it. Um, um, that's the first. One. It's like the first one I've ever cited openly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's what uh, this show is all about. It's anonymous. It's like yeah. you can nobody. I'd never seen you. I don't know who you really are. <laughs> right. True. Although we're not that far away from each other. But <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to say that. You we we you never. I don't like. I think that there's something about because I always hear from my caller saying like. It, how therapeutic it was and it was the first time that they could say something and I'm like you know if you think about therapy therapy is pretty hardcore in that you're looking at the person and you're right in front of them and you're telling them everything about yourself right but on my show because I don't know who you are and you can't see me and you don't have to look at me um, and I'm like, it makes it it allows for people to say things and be open with and it's very it's very safe to do that it is, but in my, with me, is I'm actually beyond that. If somebody was to find out and ask me, I would actually talk to them about it. What, the peeing thing? Yeah. Yeah. Whole, all, every part of my life, I'm actually beyond that in that I'm kind of like, I don't care if you know. No, but that's great. I mean, that's what we started this conversation about. It's like you have really taken the steps that a lot of people mm-hmm. would love to take. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, where you were a couple of years ago and wish they yeah. could be where you are now, right? Well, that's why that's why I'm doing your show because I yeah. want to show people that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it's not, not like, like the movies. You, but. Right. But it's not like the movies where everything is like uh, all, all of a sudden, like I said, oh, you're the weight is lifted off. You're like, yeah, but then there's another one. And there's still things you have to do. Right. And it's a process of, you know, becoming who you are. It doesn't just happen overnight. And it is difficult. Right. Well, right? But there's there at the end of the day, it's the best thing you've ever done for yourself. Right. I mean, the movies make life this unaccepted, you know, you know, or, t- or especially television makes the way that everything gets, gets solved in an hour, a half an hour, how long it's yeah, yeah. Everything in the movie gets solved in the two hours or an hour and a half the movie is. No, that's right. not life. Life is, you know, a journey, and you're going to be a different person for, at the end of it than you were at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. You should. If you live life the right way, you should. Some people mm-hmm. do everything they can to avoid change and they stay, they, they stay the same. And that is, to me, the biggest tragedy in life. I don't think it's bad to make mistakes. I don't think it's bad to fail. I don't think it's bad to fuck up. What I think is the worst thing to do is to not change. That, to me, is the, the biggest mm-hmm. sin of all because that's what life's about. Yeah. I mean... You know, going thinking of myself in high school, my my high school self, or my high school self, ever 
be like I am today? No. But yeah. my high school stuff had the beginnings of my kinks back then. Mm-hmm. And the now you're coming into your own and enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the more you become yourself, the less you even feel that you need to have somebody else in your life. Right. Which is will happen in time because you want that companionship and you'll eventually find it. Right. But well, it's it, that's more of a me kind of going, OK, calm down. It'll happen. Just calm down. Yeah. Do I need somebody in my life? Yeah, I do. And in his, my um, my personality and I'm learning this in the last, you know, year yeah is that i'm kind of i need to be around people i need around people with with positive energy i need to be around people who are supportive i'm yeah i'm more social than i ever put myself a credit to be everybody is that's the whole point that's why isolating is so bad for like human beings need that that's just a fucking fact Mm -hmm. of everybody i don't i think that's and it's Everybody would be happier. They say the happiness is only affected by the quantity and quality of your relationships. Nothing else will make your happiness become better. No money, no mm-hmm. nothing, you know, but the, if you open yourself up and have more real relationships in your life, you can be a, you will be a happier person if you're isolating. Right. And, you know, I still have a hard time opening up because, you know, for how many years that I've been on this planet, I've closed myself off. So it's kind of like, Deprogramming yourself. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so, but, you know, I'm trying to do that. And I'm realizing I need, like, I really need that other person. I need that partner. Yeah. And it's just, isn't it just also and, that you want that? I mean, it's, it's not, it doesn't even need to be I a need. It's that, like, you know, it's like, you with us what you want. Everybody should have that in life. I want that. But also, I notice, you know, if I, when I have that other partner, I accomplish more things in life because now it's like, okay, I got this person that has got my back. So totally. I can go out and do this. Yeah. You I know? think partnering and, up is a very powerful thing. I used to be, I'm a right. very independent person that always isolated myself as well from relationships, especially because of my, you know, toxic childhood. <laughs> but, you know, as mm-hmm. I got older and well, opened myself up to having more help and partnerships in my life, I realized that, you know, there's a reason why most people partner up, you know, at the end of the day Mm -hmm. in one way or another, uh, because life is difficult and to have somebody there to lean on to help is, is, uh, is great and helpful. And I think more natural than keeping yourself very closed off and alone, doing everything by yourself. It's too much. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, you know, that's a big thing. Having that person next to me is, um, more important than anything. Yeah. You Let know? me ask you this, because you talked about the hormones going sterile and stuff. How old are you again, first mm-hmm. of all? 45. 45. And now, do you mm-hmm. want kids? Do you I know? Do, but that's, but I do, but that's going to be based on my partner, because at 45, who I'm going to be with, is probably going to either have her kids already or doesn't want it. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you get like a 32 year old, but or if you're dating in your age range, maybe they're they don't want kids like you said, or they have them already. Right. Even in the 30s nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. they either had their kids or don't want kids or whatever, you know. And so 
you know, to be sure, if I wanted to really be guaranteed I would I would have a kid, we'd probably would date somebody in their 20s. And it's like, no, I'm not dating somebody in, my tw- in their 20s. You don't now, necessarily have to. No, you don't necessarily have to. In your world, you, you might meet somebody that didn't sort of have a baby at 32 and they're 37 or 38 or 39 and they're mm-hmm. ready. You don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you met a girl know. tomorrow, let me ask you this. If you met a girl tomorrow in your kink world mm-hmm. that was like ideal in every way and she wanted children is that something you would want yes okay that's cool that's interesting so much mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't take hormones because you wouldn't want to take that away totally right, right? that option right mm-hmm. well i mean i mean there's ways around that too you can it's called banking you can go and bank your sperm before sure hormones uh-huh. into a clinic and in that way you could have a child later. Oh yeah, that's smart. Right. I didn't even think of that, but of course, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot of trans people do that. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, for me, it's, you know, the, you don't want to lose the heart on and all the other things as well. Right. I don't want to lose the heart on and all that. Right. Um, yeah, because if I lose that, then I might as well look at the other surgery. <laughs> Right. When so, where are you at with the with the breast surgery? First of um, all, I wouldn't worry. I don't know. Is it very different the surgery from a man getting breast implants and a woman? Because I just don't think that that's such a. Da- I think it's like very common surgery. I don't know. Have you never had I'm surgery not, before? You had surgery when you were younger. You had a breast reduction. Right. 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 It is a common surgery, but the business on men, you're taught to be skeptical. <laughs> it's hard to what. With the business I'm in, it's we're taught to be uh, to question everything, be skeptical oh, okay. of everything. So okay. that's, where, that's where that comes from. It's like, yeah, it's a common surgery, but what if you know, you know, that never even comes out right? Right. You know, uh-huh. I'm also afraid how are they going to look? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen some where the nipple are going off into space, and it's like, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and granted, you know, the early part of me. You know, of of looking at stuff, I was looking at a lot of porn stars, and yeah, the majority of them, especially trans porn stars, probably got the cheapest doctor they could find to do their boobs, and it shows. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm a little jaded, probably, with that. Yeah, but you also listen. You added yourself as being close to me, right? And everyone knows I'm in New York City, so you're close enough to like like really great plastic surgeons where if you really oh, do yeah. your research, you could probably find somebody really fantastic. Oh, right. Oh, I, I, was, I was, yeah, I always came around people. I said, I'll go, I'm going to go back to the part, to the group that did, did, the, did the original surgery. Right. And everybody goes, why? And everybody goes, why? I said, well, they were already in there. Right. <laughs> you had that person already. Um, well, yeah. And, I, and everybody just looks at me like whatever. And, you know, to be joking around, I would actually go and look, you know, do my and I started looking at some surgeons stuff like that. Um, am I exactly ready to do it right this second? No. Uh huh. Um, I may never do it. Who knows? But it's kind of like I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not flat chested. I still got little boobs there. Right, but if you lose weight, you might lose those boobs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, how big well, are you? Just, that like, cause sometimes make yeah, they call them man boobs. Like guys get it because they get heavy, right? Yeah, but mine, mine are a little bit more than man boobs. Right. <laughs> um, I don't. I never really size them, and 
I mean, they're not huge. I mean, if, if I put on the shirt, it just looks like I'm a fat guy with boobs, you know? Right, right. Um, not that I'm that fat. Not that I'm that fat. I'm not. Uh-huh. I just look like I just, you know, a big guy with boobs. Right. Um, but you touch them and it's like, you know, people go, oh, wow, that's, you know, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I touch them, that, way, that feels like a tit. I'm like, because it is one. <laughs> Right, right. Well, maybe because well, you, know, you had like that, a- those boobs grow. Because listen, I know I had a girlfriend who had really big tits and got a breast reduction and then her tits grew back. Like sometimes that breast tissue just grows back, you know, oh, and that happens constantly. Yeah. So maybe you have more breast tissue there because you, you had it when you were younger. Well, it, that's, that, that was the one thing about hormones that was appealing to me is that if I start taking hormones, they're going to grow. Right. And because because I had them already, I probably would go pretty, you know, a pretty nice size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I could get that without the without the without the heart the heart on and. Yeah, and I suggest. Uh, yeah, do, when you you know hormones are a very like difficult thing. Right. You know, getting right, them balanced, why. figuring them out, all the side effects, oh, yeah. making them work in your body. That if you're okay not doing that, I think, I personally think sur- like oh, no, surgery sure. is a lot better of an option yeah. because it's like cleaner. You're not having to take any drugs. You're not having to do anything, right? You're just putting in some silicone implants and calling it a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you'd I have mean, to leave your job, right? Are you looking for something else right now? Well, I kind of want I kind of want to leave my job in that um, I've done it for twenty years, and it's kind of like okay, try to go do something else. Uh-huh. And plus, I plus I also want to do stuff that is more meaningful, more yeah. helping the community, more you know, you know. I've come to the conclusion, and I said, you know, you know, I've always tried to blend in. I've always tried to hide. I've always tried to blend in. And, society and stuff and I realized I'm never going to blend in right so stop try, stop trying uh-huh you know I'm never going to be the girl in the corner because of you know I'm you know I have a you know I'm, I'm bigger than most girls I'm African-American I'm going to stand out no matter what room I go into right so maybe stand out and help and you could help people by standing out right and right. being that it's person like, you use that to help people. Yeah, that's smart. I just haven't figured out how to do it yet, but... But you will. You'll um, figure out how yeah. that works in your life. Nobody could tell you how to do that. You'll figure it out because you're already in that world, right? You're talking mm-hmm. to those people. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you go to those... Me- do you still go to those meetings with those transgender, like those transgender meetings? Um, I had the particular meeting that I was going to, I don't go to anymore. Uh huh. But I've had friends from that meeting that I'm very close to. Right. Um, I don't go to that meeting, um, not for, not for anything bad or, or anything. It's just, you know, yeah, could I, could, could I, the next week, could I walk in the next meeting? Yeah, I could. Right. But it's also like, it's also like, okay. I'm not going to the meeting this week because I'm going to go do this. We're going to do that. You know? I get it. Listen, I quit drinking and I just went to the, yeah, that's, I, I did AA for a couple months, but then I eventually stopped, but I stayed quitting drinking. You know what I mean? It did what it needed for me. And I yeah. think that some people think some you people have to go all the, you need it all the time. Right. right. 
Right. Some people need that meeting every week, need the meeting all the time. It was the AA or trans support groups yeah, or yeah. gay support groups, bi support groups, whatever. They need that meeting every day. Uh-huh. I just need people around me. Right. And you have that now. And I'm so happy yeah. that you have that because I was that was like one of the biggest things, like I said before, that stood out to mm-hmm. me that you were lacking in your life. Like, and it, you know, and mm-hmm. there was no reason for that. And life's too short. And that, you know, is a really big thing that, like I said, human beings need, which is quantity and quality of, rela- you know, relationships. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. How does your does your do anybody in your family know about you wanting the surgery? The breast surgery? Mm, I tried to talk to my sister about it once. Uh huh. And she didn't really respond to it. And that was before she actually knew about me anyway. Uh huh. Um, I've never really talked to anybody in my family about it. Uh huh. Um, about getting the surgery and that sort of thing. I, you know, the, um, I don't think they'd be upset about it or be um, against it. Right. No, I just wonder if like, you know, I was just wondering how far into it you've gone. If you're looking into it or thinking about having the surgery, right? I've talked to other people about it. I've talked yeah. to my friends about it. I've, talked, I've actually talked to one person at work about it. Yeah. Um, who's encouraged me, but then she had hers done. So... That's good because she could tell you the like what the process of the deal, oh, right? She was telling me what to look for. She was telling me, you know, you know and she was, you know, she was going back. You know, you go to a person that's in a clinic that's clean. You know, she's going this whole thing, and so totally, she told me if I said, "Oh, I'm getting it this date." She'd probably be like, "Okay, do you need a ride there? Because I'll come get you." Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you know? great. Uh huh. Yeah, she's been really cool about it, which she doesn't have the reputation of being that nice of a person, which is kind of interesting in its own right. But Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, the women in my job have, are, have been, um, a lot of them have been very, very supportive, but then the guys I, don't, I haven't really told. Right, I, I understand. They might be a little bit more judgmental. I don't have a trust. Yeah, well, my, my issue is I don't have a trust with guys. Right. And part of that is being African American and transgender person. Uh-huh. We don't really trust guys because usually we're there to was a kill us. Right. <laughs> right. But they maybe secretly want to fuck you. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, come on, you know what I mean? Like I just had a, um, I just taped a guy, I'm sorry, but like who's also transgender and he oh. loves what he calls BBC, okay? Like he is into BBC all the way. And I'm just you know, and there's a lot of guys that are by that are into a transgender woman, you know, and that would be into you secretly, but nobody puts that out there, you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've got it on the train and I've had guys look at me. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where sometimes all that hatred is coming from. They just, you know, they're just, they wish that they could do it or be with you. You know, I just, it's like, but I get that you would be more, you know, concerned with talent. And, you know, maybe if you're going to eventually do the breast surgery and and go a little further, you know, maybe it'll be better to do it in a new place where you're fully yourself and able to be that way, right? 
And if you get, yeah. get into helping transgender people in some way and can make that as a gig that, you know, pays your bills or whatever, there would That's be no, right. There would be no reason why you can't do all that stuff or, and you wouldn't have to have right. a secret to anyone, right? You'd be a hundred percent full of you. Whereas right now you're very close. Really the only place you can't be you is in, um, is that your job. Now, do you change your name or are you Sam as a, as a transgender I mean, do you, is, what um, did you, well, your name, okay, Sam is like a fake name for my show, but I mean, did you right. change your name in your, in the transgender world because you changed your sex? Like, does, how does that work? I know, I use a female name for, you do? for that. Okay. Yeah. So you have a female mm-hmm. name a new, uh, yeah. when you're the, dressed as a female. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I started using Sam here. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of draw, they draw this. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm continuing to use it just to be continuity so people can find the podcast. Of course. Of course. But you have changed you know, your name uh, to be more female because that's who you are. Oh, I, I even had a, I had a female name back then when they first, the first. Oh, podcast. right. You've always had a right. I just never asked the question. That's my thing. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. But Sam well, is sort I, of. I probably, wouldn't, I, probably, I probably wouldn't have told you either back then. Right. Oh, that you had a different name? Right. Right. Well, you don't need to tell the name. I was just curious of whether, you know, because when I have more like when like the guy who called my show recently that I taped, I haven't aired him yet. Who's into the BBC. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's a cross dresser. Mm-hmm. I forget what he labels himself. But like, you know, he has an, a girl name. Right. That we used for the right. show. And when he emailed me and when he's that person. So uh, I just feel like I never I don't think I ever asked you whether you had a female name for, you know, because I think maybe it's because Sam is kind of like could be a woman. I have a friend whose name is that's Sam. Why, right. That's why I picked the name Sam. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> It's perfect. Um, it's it was so androgynous. Yeah. Know? Are you in therapy by any chance? Do you do yes. that? Yeah. Yes, I am. So that mm-hmm. must have that has has that been very, super helpful for you during through all this? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, super helpful for me. Um, yeah, it's a place you know to get out and talk about stuff. I'm one of those people that I need to talk. I need to talk about things I need to talk about my sexuality I need to talk about being trans you know yeah. and um and I know that everybody wants to keep hearing it <laughs> it's true that's why I so, say for I, people on my show if your friends are sick of listening to you talk about it, call me I'll hear hear you out right but yeah that's true you don't want to so keep I pay, so I pay somebody to listen to it <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's great. And I'm sorry, but a therapist will always be give you different advice than your friend. If your therapist is giving you the same advice your friends are, I mean, it's, maybe it's not such a great therapist. I just feel like they will, uh, oh, they no. should have insight like nobody's business, you know? Oh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of myself being out was a lot to do with her pushing me. Yeah. A lot, a lot to do with her, with her, you know, working with me. And right. so, you know. It's it's hard to find a good therapist, and once you find a good one, it's like hold on to them. Yeah, totally. I always say that. To me, it's like finding a boyfriend. I mean, most of them are not going to be the one, but you know the one when you meet it, and then you stick with them. Mm-hmm. It's very, because they are, the good ones are hard to find, but they're they're out there, and I always tell people, because I'm very pro-therapy, that you have to, it might take a couple tries of going to a couple people before you find the right one, and you should never settle for the wrong one or someone that you just don't click with, because... Uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, the right one could really change your life. The wrong one is just, you're just going to waste your fucking time. And I lucked out because I hit the right one right off the bat. Yeah, sometimes that's how it works, right? Um, but but my search for one was, oh, was I, it took me a month to find, to find one to contact. Right, right. So you did all that legwork beforehand, and it just happened right. that your legwork was correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we, I was in therapy as a kid, and my family had family therapy and stuff, so I, I wasn't really stranger to therapy. It yeah. Was, wasn't like I'd never been to therapy, so I kind of knew what I was looking for. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I was looking for a female and a male. But, you, know, you, you know, it's funny because I prefer females in every aspect of my life. Right. Probably because I'm trying to be one. Probably because I seem to um, connect better with them. But don't you think it's also because you have this trust issue with men that maybe, you know, that's what you feel safer? Yeah. And I, yeah, that's the connection. I have a better connection. Yeah, safer. Right. Um, I relate better. Um, uh-huh. My mannerisms and how I relate to things is more female than it is male. Yeah. You know how I problem solve is more female than it is male. Yeah. I think, though, eventually, because when you fully come into your own as a female, which you're like right there, right? And you get that under mm-hmm. control and you got that all down. I think eventually after way after that is really complete, you know, you'll want to tackle, you know, your relationship as a female with men, you know, because that's a thing. And that's a something where you still have. See, but see, see, my relationship with men is, you know, dating wise, I never want to date. It's just sexual. I just want your dick. No, I'm just saying as friends, yeah. just as like, you know. Oh, as friends? Yeah. I mean, no, I have, a, I have a best friend who's male. Right, okay. Um, and we've known each other since, you know, high school. Yeah. Um, I have other friends who are male. I mean, but right now I'm surrounded, right now with work and everything, I'm surrounded by a bunch of, you know, Males around my age or older who are then then macho. Um, I would say macho is a little terrible, but they have that whole mentality, and yeah. that, that just turns me off. Yeah, it's and, terrible. I've, I'm in, in a part of that generation. I get it. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Currently, it is a lot of it is who I'm around, and uh-huh. I understand that. Um, but even in back in when I went back in high school, I didn't get I got along with females better than males. Right. Which should have which should have been a you know red flag for me, but it wasn't. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff now when I remember in high school that I did or felt that should have been like, uh, yeah, that was a sign. Duh. Uh, yeah, I think though when you're in high school, there's just so much stuff going on and hormones are raging and you're figuring a lot of stuff out that it's hard to be clear of who you are. And that's oh, yeah. why well, it's better to be older, right? Because you, you like fucking figure yourself out finally. Right. But also if you remember from when I was in our last conversations, I was a hyperactive child. Right. And I was drugged up. Right. Because that's what they did back then. Uh huh. They still do it a little so, bit right now. They, yeah, but not to the extent that I was back then. Because back then, you were drugged till you were a zombie. You yeah. basically sat there like a zombie. Yeah. You know, the only thing I didn't do was drool on myself. Uh huh. Um, 
So I didn't have the capacity to deal with all this. Right. They were numbing you out. You had no, but so now you do. And I think, listen, I think 45 is young. I think, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not. I do. I do feel, and this is, this is trans people in my age group. We all feel like we have half a life. Yeah. And I know that's, yeah, I know that's not true and we shouldn't feel that way, but it's always in the back of our hand, back of our minds is that we're almost 50. We have half a life. Right, instead and, of the rest of the right. Live, and we have to live our, live this life. We have to live, you know, we have half the life to do everything we want to accomplish. And and we shouldn't feel that way, but it's hard not to, because for, you know, 45 years, a little, a little less than, probably like 40 years, because the last five have been kind of going this way. But for the last 40 years, I've lived a life where it wasn't me. Right. You were born in the wrong time. Like, you know, listen, I could, I look at the world that we live in now and I'm like, I wish I was born now to take advantage of all the awesome stuff and the way yeah. that the world is now. Cause when we grew up, if you were like an outlier or you had, you know, it was like a really difficult place to live. Right. It was very different yeah. cause people were just very closed off there. If you wanted a relationship, there was two ways to have it. You either were single and that was your relationship with no one, or you had to partner up with a man and you were monogamous and that was it. Now there's so many different options. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't have the internet. Like there's just, it's such a different world and, it's almost like I constantly tell my friends like, oh, like we like young people now are so much luckier than we were because this is yeah. just how it is for them. And we did get shafted right for half a life. But like, you know, that's just that's the cards that you're dealt with. But I think that maybe we could appreciate it more because it's not it hasn't always been this way. Who knows what the benefits are to it? But you do still have half a life. And that is still a long time, right? If you're 45, mm-hmm. and you're going to live to your 85, you have 40 more years, you you know, to be who you are. And that's amazing. Yeah. And that's where I try to not think of it that way. Why you should think of it. That way. That's the good way to think of it. Well, it, no, I'm not saying I try not to think of the, the time frame. I try not to think of, oh, you have to 85, because then that starts my whole, I've wasted all my life. Yeah, I try 40 to go, years well, is a long know. time. Yeah. You didn't waste your life. You were figuring things out. It's like you said, it's a journey. Listen, it's a fucking journey. You didn't waste your life. What what you have gone through, because like I feel like this with my podcast, like what I have gone through only helps me to be non-judgmental and helps me to be the person that I am uh, because of what I've gone through, all the bad things, right? So everything that you went through, like maybe you could be a counselor or a person that helps people like you in your age category, right? And so if you weren't born then, it wouldn't have fucking worked, right? So you have to try to look at it in how it could be positive. I don't know. That's how I like to frame things. I like to frame thing, things, everything in the positive way, like, in a, you know, as opposed oh, no, to being I, a victim. So you have right. like somehow you could make that work for you because what you've done and we're going to end it on this, what you have done has real at your age coming from the world that you lived in is even more ballsy, right, than mm-hmm. a, a 20 year old who's doing it. And there's a lot yeah. more people your age that need help than 
the younger people because they are, you know, so that's really who you could be of service to. You should start your own. You could do your own podcast like this and talk to people and help them come out. Or you could be like a coach. Um, that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing actually. Yeah. That would be a great thing because there are a tons of people like you in your age category. So that's where, that's why I think that it's not a waste of when you were, when you were born. It, it, it can okay. be, a, it can be helpful. Yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't talking about the waste thing. I, I, I was more talking about, I, I try not to think about the years. Right, yeah. Like, I try to figure out how many years I have left, because that, that's what I was talking about, because if I start thinking about how many years I have left, then I get kind of depressed, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yes, it's still, right, and years go by really fast when you're old. Yeah. Well, you still have plenty um, of time, but, and I think you could be of really help, and I think starting a podcast yeah. or being a coach or doing something like that with people is really helpful. And could really work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, talking about 20-year-olds, you know, 20-year-olds, 20-something-year-olds, I'm jealous of them. I'm extremely jealous of them, but I'm extremely happy for them. Right. Well, what are you jealous of them about? Is that they're able to be themselves from the get-go. Right. But a lot of that is is my generation and what we went through. Yeah. And talk about a waste of times of feelings like you can't you can't be them like that's just it doesn't even make sense to think that way if you want to be logical about it, because you weren't born in that time. So and what they oh, have, yeah. but what they have, you have already now, because this is what I think about jealousy. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. just stop. Listen, jealousy is typically you are seeing something that someone else has that you want for yourself. So jealousy is always like a good sign to sort of like tap you. It's tapping you on the shoulder to say like, Oh, you're jealous of that person with a relationship. That's because you want a relationship. So go fucking get that for yourself. So that jealousy is just uh, showing you that you want that for yourself and you have that now. So eventually you you don't need to be jealous. You're never going to be able to have it from the get go. Cause sorry, but that's not reality. no, it's not reality, and I'm jealous in that I wish that was my reality, but right. it's not, and I accept that, but I'm glad it's their reality. Right, I'm yeah, I think it's wonderful. That. But I, what I think you could do and what you should do is be of service to people in your age category. They really need it. They really need help. People 40s, 50s, even 60s, you could help them. Uh, I think you help people by calling into my show and telling people your story. Anybody that is bi gender, transgender, or is still hiding out with these kinds of feelings or thoughts or this lifestyle, right? Go back and listen Mm -hmm. to all your episodes. Start from the beginning. Listen to 144 and then 147 and then 246 and then listen and then and you're maybe you already know this one right like but that's yeah. like they could really see the transition and how it works and then um you know maybe you give a shout out here that if anyone wants to talk to you you could start talking to people there or i don't know you know eventually you could uh if you want to be of service to people you know i don't know but well, I th- yeah i mean i mean if they contact you and they want to talk to me yeah you have my email would you want to give your email out? Because I personally think that when people have, it's much easier for people to sort of contact you directly and you would get way more people emailing you than if they have to email me first. So I don't know if you want to do that yet, but if you do, uh, you not, could give that shout out. Okay. I, would have prob- I, probably should, I should probably should start another email. Yeah, no problem. The email that I use 
people use for work. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to have them both. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with Sam, email me. He could talk you through it if you're in the same position or a little bit Mm -hmm. years behind and want some help, he'll help you. And definitely keep me posted. Next time I hear from you, I want to hear that you're in a relationship. That would be really wonderful. We want to talk to you then. That would be too. You know, or you have new boobs, either one. Let me know when it goes down. Okay, I will. All right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks so much for calling in again. Well, thank you, because a lot of this is about you. A lot of where I am now is because of you and because of your show and because of being able to talk. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Well, that's why I do my show to help people like this. And that's why you got to do the same thing. I think you're going to do the same thing for other people. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sam. I look forward to hearing from you again. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Kathy. 